live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Rumble.com slash LFA TV. This is live from America, and I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, and I'm broadcasting from that wonderful primary live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And of course, I got my boy, producer Eli, with me. What's going on today, my brother? What's going on, LFA family? Hit that like button, hit that share button. Be sure to tune in tonight for the New Hampshire primary, 6 to 10, right here on LFA. That's right. Be be sure to tune in tonight, folks, because it's just getting started. I want you to let us know where you're watching from and what your name is. We've got Tim is in the building. We've got Nolan Wallace is here. How are you? Keith Day. How are you, Keith? Good to see you. Who else we got in here? CQ is in the building. Sarah Marie 87. Wayne Davis, thank you for joining in today. We appreciate it. B Brooks, Gene M5 is in the building. Bad Moon is here. Green Broccoli, because why would you want purple broccoli? Purple Snowflake, Bama Lady, how are you? JK Alba, Susan Garrett, Jay Mahoney. Zelda is in the building. And one more, let's give it to RD Comp. Thank you so very much. For joining us here on rumble.com slash LFA TV. Like I said, this is live from America. You're about to enter the no spin zone. No, you're about to enter the two hour truthful zone right here on rumble.com. Let me give you kind of a breakdown of today's show. Trisha says, New Hampshire here. Good for you, girl. I hope, you, uh, I hope you're getting out to vote today. I have not gone out to vote yet. I will vote immediately after today's show. Uh, Art, Anna, Jimmy, everybody from the lobby down there in Texas. God bless you guys. Thank you, Arthur Nettler. I will be going to my polling location. Um, Jeremy, Mike challenged you to wear a tie tonight. Well, Mike isn't going to wear a tie tonight. Mike doesn't wear ties at nighttime. So why would I leave? Eli, and come back for a four-hour stream and put a tie on and choke myself. I don't think that's going to happen. Anyway, let's break down what we're going to watch today, what you guys are going to see today. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit more about Alex Soros and how much of a douche he is. We're going to be talking about the Supreme Court of the United States and how they sided with treason. 
I'm going to talk about Greg Abbott and Ken Paxton's response to the Supreme Court. We're going to be talking about the New Hampshire primary tonight. Nimarada Randawa against Donald J. Trump. I wonder who wins, Eli. Who do you think? Don't ask me. Nimarada. How about that? How about that? Nimarada Hickey. Nikki Haley, I can tell you that. Uh, We're going to be talking about um, the... Uh, what Donald Trump thinks is going to happen in this 2024 race. Uh, what's the outcome with Biden, where he thinks that's going? His possible uh, VP pick. We're going to be talking about some of the, some of the DeSantis uh, crowd out there, what they think and what they're saying now that DeSantis is uh, done and out of the primary race. We're going to be talking a little bit about Fannie Willis and now what she is facing. It looks like Fannie Willis is going to have to go off of the offense and put her little tiny piggy heels on defense. It looks like, Eli, she's going to put her hoofs on defense, right? She can no longer be on offense because there's investigations opening up into her. Judges are unsealing things. Piggy Willis is going to put her hoofs on defense. What do you think about that? I love it. I just love it when it all spins right back around on them. What goes around comes around. We're going to be talking about the death, destruction, rape, and murder that is coming across the southern border, what we're going to do about it. Kara Castronova gets her her camera and her microphone in the face of January 6th uh, officers in and out of court pretending like, you know, they're the victims of that day. We're going to be talking about Adam Schiff's race and much, much more here on this jam-packed two-hour show tonight. Willie Rumble says, Nimarada, go home. Nimarada gotta go home, he says. Nimarada, Nikki, has got to go home. Amen. Uh, Folks, let's get to our cold open of the day. Now, yesterday I showed you that Alex Soros, which is the uh, son of George Soros, probably one of the most, if not the most evil men to ever exist, he uh, threatened Donald Trump. Let's face it. Ashley Owens, thank you very much. Donation train. Tuesday, let's do it. Let's do a Rumble Rant donation uh, train for our producer, Eli, and our Slurp Fund so we can get ready and gear back up for uh, February. Alex Soros threatened Donald Trump with a Twitter post where he posted a bullet hole in a window and $47 next to it. Side-by-side picture, which clearly is uh, subliminal messaging. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. So last night, we or yesterday, we broke that story. where We talked about Alex uh, and his, uh, his role in taking over his father's, you know, evil empire that he's built. The problem with Alex Soros is George Soros might be evil, but he was smart. George Soros learned how to survive and actually turn on his fellow Jews and become a Nazi and actually turn Jews in to get killed so that he could live. He's a very smart survivalist. Alex Soros the spawn evil seed of Emperor George is not smart. He's a very stupid individual. I don't think that my six-year-old daughter would have a meaningful conversation with Alex Soros. So to put the entire family business on Alex Soros's back, I don't think that's ever going to happen. The man has no clue. Now, I know you don't need to have a clue, and I know you don't need to be smart to be an evil billionaire. But you do need to be smart to stay an evil billionaire. And I have a feeling that Alex Soros is going to end up taking all of the justice that his father should have gotten after his father leaves this earth. But I want to just show you how stupid this individual is. Eli did not believe me. Eli, he did not believe me that a person could be so incredibly stupid 
but come from a man who might be incredibly evil, but is very intelligent. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Soros, saying uh and um more than he actually says words. In Davos. Roll it. Um, You know, so... um you know, so, um, you know, but when I see this, you know, when I look at this, um, you know, um, you know, uh, more globally regarding regarding, you know, regarding democracy, I also say to myself, when was this great time that everybody got along so well and, you know, things were going so, so great? I mean, I think, you know, um, um, you know, the, um, you know, I think that we really have to be careful here. In you know, in this nostalgia uh, for a time, uh, you know, for a time past, because a lot of the reactions we're seeing in society are actually reactions to positive, uh, to positive things like, you know, like equality uh, for women, um, you know, uh, and um, uh, you know, and greater diversity, uh, which come with backlash. We have to uh, uh, a democracy. Uh- <laughs> Gotta love Alex Jones. Alex Jones coming. You know what I love about Alex Jones, Eli? The fact that Alex Jones knows who the devil is and he's not afraid to say a defiler, who the devil a betrayer, is. A defiler, a backstabber, a, betrayer, a, devil. a devil. I love that fact that Alex Jones he has been calling this out for so enemy. long. I see you, enemy. I see you, enemy. 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 You are my enemy. And I swear total resistance to you with everything I've got. You can't be talking when Alex Jones is talking. Okay? Number one, that's sacrilege. Number two, what were you saying? (laughs) If I was the interviewer, I'd be like, are you okay? Yeah, that's what I would have done. What is, uh, um, uh, um, uh, are you on drugs, sir? Or do you need to leave the stage? That is Alex Soros. So I have a feeling that Alex Soros will pay for all of his father's sins, right? The son, the sins of the father will go to the son, Eli. I think we're going to have to make Alex pay for everything that his sick, twisted Nazi father did. How about you guys? You guys with me on that one? Uh, Holly says, Alex Jones isn't any better. Holly, I will pray for you very, very much. But I know you're always the, the, uh, the yin to everybody's yang here on LFA TV. Uh, Alex is a hero. We'll put it that way. If it wasn't for people like Rush Limbaugh and Alex Jones, Jeremy Harrell wouldn't exist. They paved ways. They paved ways. So, anyway, moving on. I would like uh, to thank everybody who is rumble ranting right now. If you're having an issue with rumble in any way, shape, or form, if you can't rumble rant, if you can't log in, if you've unfollowed the page and you don't know why and you had to um, re-follow the page, All you have to do is reach out to support at rumble.com. Support at rumble.com. They'll ask you for your name, your uh, username, and probably your email that's associated with the account so they can find you and they can find out what the problem is. I was talking to them this morning and they said, yes, if anybody is automatically unfollowed um, or anything else, uh, let us know and go to support at rumble.com. There's already cheating in New Hampshire. Danielle, that's not happening already. There's not cheating happening in New Hampshire. If you're talking about Nikki Haley winning in the midnight race with six people, that's not cheating. That's actually real. We'll get to that. Uh, We have a lot of people on the ground here in New Hampshire. I'm very in touch and in tune with all of the New Hampshire Republican Party here, and I have heard no problems and no complaints from any, uh, not not any credible ones anyway, from any Uh, county yet as to uh, cheating not to say that they won't try but I'm just letting you know that I'm talking to these people uh, hourly so 
Jeremy, we can't share on Facebook. All the other programs we can, but yours we can't. Well, that's because Facebook doesn't like Jeremy Harrell. That's why. That's why. Why why does Rumble have so many ads now? Oh, they don't have so many ads. They have just as many ads as YouTube when you try to watch a video, usually about one to two ads. The reason why is because they need to make a living. And with all the attacks from all the countries and all the investigations by the FEC and the C- and the SEC, uh, or the FCC and the SEC, well, then they got to do something to make money. So they have advertisements. We should be, we should pray at the fact and be loving the fact that they're getting money so that Rumble can stay a platform. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, count your blessings and don't always be quick to judge, right? There's a reason why this is happening. Um... Bad Moon says, oh, cheating is happening. That's a fact. Yeah, cheating is happening, but not enough that's going to make a difference. So it really doesn't matter here in the great uh, uh, state of New Hampshire, at least what they're trying to do. Not going to happen. Thank you to everybody who's rumble ranting. Thank you to everybody who's donating. And we're going to do something a little different from now on. When we do the first and foremost section where we have a sponsor for this first and foremost section, we're actually going to go to that before prayer, not after prayer, because I want to start out the show right after we pray. So ladies and gentlemen, let's do that right now. Let's talk about the great, the one, the only, and the wonderful OFP Farms, folks. OFP Farms, join the herd today. You've got Cleo the goat, and you've got Margaret the goat. You can get both of them today, the stuffed animal of Margaret and Cleo by joining the herd today. But folks, what I'm here to talk about really is their packaging, their passion, their products. The three Ps, their passion, their packaging, and their product, and the people. How about that? They do an amazing job. Here is the gift set box for Valentine's Day. Tell me that ain't beautiful. Tell me they don't go all out. And I really like the fact that they put little messages inside the box. You know what I mean? Like scripture and and stuff like that once in a while. Really is wonderful. And everything inside, all of the stuff inside is packaged with love, packaged with passion. But the products themselves speak for themselves. And I don't really need to... To, to give them much of a, uh, 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 of a promo because all you have to do is just order once and you'll never order anything else again. Order once and you'll never order anything else again. Right now, the Valentine's Day box is a pre-order, okay? And if you want things uh, outside or of separate of that order and you want them quicker, then they suggest that you order separately and not together with your pre-order Valentine's gift box because uh, they'll ship it all at once. So, OFPFarms.com. You can use the promo code LFA15. That is LFA15 to get yourself 15% off. OFPFarms.com. All right. Now it's time to go to the Lord. We have 4,500 people in here right now, and I think that's a perfect amount of people to go to the Lord. So let's do that right now. Your weakness and brokenness draw me ever so near you. That's where you find God. Why do you think most people in prison end up going to prison and they find God? You think it's a stereotype? I don't think so. I think people find God at rock bottom. I think that's where Jesus lives. Is it your rock bottom? Because you need to be completely tore down before you're built back up in the image of God. So your weakness and brokenness draw me ever so near to you. As you open yourself to my healing presence, I fill you with the peace that transcends all understanding. Those people that have joy in the, in, in the midst of a storm, you go, how do they do that? That's how. Trust me in the depths of your being where I live in union with you. The depths of your being. Isaiah 42.3. A bruised reed will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything be in prayer and petition. 
with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And before you turn out the light tonight, while you rest your head on my chest, I am watching over you and all that concerns you. Remember snuggling with mom and dad when you were younger? Same thing now. So folks, please remove your hats, focus on the cross, and make sure you watch Rise Up this morning because it will blow your mind. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's always really nice and wonderful to be able to, you know, say the Lord's Prayer with so many people in here. Uh, it used to be that, you know, we'd have, you know, half of this number watching at this point in the show because they wanted to skip the Lord's Prayer. But the Lord is calling so many people to his presence. Look at us now. We have almost 5,000 people while we do the Lord's Prayer. Pretty incredible, ladies and gentlemen. Who's ready for that first slurp? Eli, you got your field of greens today? You shaking it up? Shake it up. Woo, woo, shake it up. All right, field of greens time, baby. Let's get some of that energy before the show. Brickhouse Nutrition, Eli. My favorite sponsor that I think we have. Not because I don't, because uh, I dislike any of the others. They've been here the longest, and they like they love the show. Actually, right now in the Field of Greens warehouse or in the Brickhouse warehouse, they're actually listening to this show right now. All their employees. Think about that. Big shout out to all the Brickhouse Nutrition employees out there. We love your products and we love you. Thank you very much for partnering with us. Okay, here we go. First and foremost section: the Supreme Court of the United States of America yesterday sided with treason, folks. That is correct. As of yesterday, the Supreme Court sided with the Biden regime, allowing Border Patrol agents to remove the razor wire at the border. And the reason why is because Justice John Roberts and Justice Amy Phoney Barrett voted with the liberal justices in order to sway the court to go against the Constitution of the United States of America and to protect the people of Texas and the people ultimately of the United States of America. Let's get into the story. Yesterday, SCOTUS sided with the Biden regime and allowed Border Patrol agents to remove the razor wire installed at the Texas-Mexico border. In a 5-4 vote, the Supreme Court granted Biden's emergency request. This is the ninth time that SCOTUS has sided with the Biden regime out of 14 emergency applications. Okay? Governor Greg Abbott if you guys didn't know, previously installed about 30 miles of razor wire at the Texas-Mexico border near Eagle Pass to stop the flood of illegal aliens being let in and paid to be let in by the Biden administration. In October of last year, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson filed a lawsuit against the Biden regime regarding their cutting of the razor wire that Texas ended up putting up. The lawsuit made its way to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals after a federal judge sided with Biden. The appeals court last month said agents could not cut the razor wire. But on Monday, conservative justices Amy Phoney Barrett and Justice John George Bush Roberts 
sided with the liberals and granted the Biden regime's emergency request. After everything we did, after all of the hard work, after the lies, after the attacks that we went through to put Amy Phoney Barrett on the Supreme Court of the United States of America, and she votes with Justice John Roberts and the liberals. What's up, Eli? The emergency request, you said, right? What was the emergency? The lives and the safety of the illegal aliens. That was the supposed emergency by the Biden regime. A closely divided SCOTUS on Monday allowed the Border Patrol agents to go cut the wire again. The court, uh, on a 5-4 vote, granted emergency request filed by the Biden administration, which had argued that Texas was preventing agents from carrying out their duties. Now, that's the story. Let me just break down what that actually means. But before I do, I want to just break down who, what justices voted for what. In a brief order, noted that four conservative members of the nine justice court would have rejected the government's request. They were Justice Clarence Thomas, Justice Samuel Alito, Justice Neil Gorsuch, and Justice Brett Kavanaugh. All of them dissented. Amy Phoney Barrett and Justice John Roberts voted with the liberals. Now, what does this mean? mean? Well, this is not an end-all be-all because there is a condition with this ruling. And the condition is that they can cut the razor wire only while this case is being litigated, whether or not the state has the superseding right to override the government's authority of our United States borders, in which case, in this case, they do Because the Biden regime and Border Patrol have failed to do their job. But because they can't use common sense and see that the Biden regime has failed to do their job, they're going to allow Border Patrol to cut the fence and the razor wire while this case is being litigated on whether or not Texas has the right to do that. Well, the Constitution of the United States, Section 3, Article 3, Section 4, Article 4, would basically lay out that if the government fails to do their job, then states do have that right, which blows my mind the way Amy Phoney Barrett and Justice John Roberts decided that they would lean on this one. Now, what does this mean for Texas? Well, I can tell you this. Governor Greg Abbott and Texas Governor, I mean, in Texas, Attorney General Ken Paxton basically are giving them the middle finger and saying, we're still going to do what we got to do. You do what you got to do. We'll do what we got to do because it's not only about the safety of the people of Texas and the safety of the people of the world. If we're talking about actual destruction of property, that's what they're doing. They're destroying private property of all of the American citizens that live on the border. And because of that alone, that was the first point of arguing. Of course, then you go on deeper and you go, okay, well then you got to keep the rest of the world safe and you're putting these people all over the country. So let me get into this. Governor Greg Abbott, tweeted out that he will continue to defend the Texas constitutional authority to protect its borders. That's what he said yesterday. Now, I don't know what that means when he says I'll continue to fight to protect our borders. I don't know if that means we're going to turn you around right where you stand and tell you too bad, deal with it. I don't know if that, what that means, but I'll tell you this. If I was Texas... Not only would I not take down any razor wire, I would not allow them to take down any razor wire. And if they did take down razor wire, I would use the Texas National Guard to repel them from taking down that razor wire. 
and I would record all of it. And I would put it out to the American people so that those out there that don't know that we're being invaded at the southern border now know who's cutting that wire and who's letting these illegals in to destroy your communities. I would videotape every bit of it after I refused to allow them to. But to avoid harming the Texas citizens or going to war against the federal government, I would videotape literally everything. Literally everything. So you've got Texas Governor... Greg Abbott coming out and saying, this ain't happening. I'm still going to defend our border. I don't know what that means. He should have been a lot more clear on it. He's probably happy about it, knowing him. However, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton said last night that he vows to defy the Supreme Court's ruling on the razor wire at the southern border. Let me ask you, who do you think is more powerful in the state right now? Texas Attorney Ken uh, Ken Paxton or Governor Greg Abbott? I would argue that the one that has more power out of those two is going to be Ken Paxton because Ken Paxton can open up an investigation on Greg Abbott too and charge him as well. Greg Abbott can't do that, can't reciprocate that. Now, I know he's got a lot of power as a governor, veto power, this, that, and the other. However, when, it talks about, when you're talking about law enforcement, that's Ken Paxton, baby. And Ken Paxton says, nope, I'm defying the Supreme Court ruling on the razor wire at the southern border. That's my guy right there, Eli. That's what you need to do. That's how you need to stand up. Supreme Court ruling or no Supreme Court ruling. So we're going to go ahead right now and we're going to give the Smarty Award of the Day to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Roll it. Ken Paxton, sir, if you are watching or if somebody tags you, you get the LFA TV. Smarty Award of the Day and you deserve it. And you deserve it. Do not allow the Abbott administration or the Biden administration sway the will of the Texas people. Because the Texas people have you there for a reason, Mr. Paxton. You are there because you are an honest man. You were not defeated in your impeachment because you are an honest man. And I say, do your thing. Ken Paxton hit back and vowed to defend Texas' sovereignty by saying this. The Supreme Court's temporary, because that's all it was. I want everybody to know this. Do not get in the weeds with other content creators. This is the actuality of it. It is a temporary order. Only while the other case is litigated. That should be over any day now. Still the wrong call, but it's still temporary. He says the Supreme Court's temporary order allows Biden to continue his illegal effort to aid the foreign invasion of America. I want to stop right there. If Ken Paxton is saying that Joe Biden is illegally aiding the foreign invasion of America, then that means Ken Paxton has already made up his mind that Biden is guilty of treason. And all of it, all it takes is one attorney general to file charges on a president of the United States for treason. That's all it takes. However, when you do that, you must be ready for World War III. Do you understand me? You must be ready for World War III. Because the entire weight of the globalist army is going to fall on Ken Paxton's head and he's going to need Texans to stand up with him. So if he's already saying that Joe Biden is continuing his illegal effort to aid a foreign invasion of America, then Ken Paxton believes that Joe Biden is guilty of treason. That's a good thing. Because when Donald Trump comes back, guess what's going to happen? The destruction of Texas's border barriers will not help enforce the law or keep American citizens safe, he goes on to say. This fight is not over, and I look forward to defending our state's sovereignty now and in the future, Ken Paxton said. 
So if you've got Governor Greg Abbott saying he's still going to defend the borders because he's probably scared of Ken Paxton and what he can do to him, and you've got Ken Paxton saying that, I want to see a fight. I want to see a fight, Eli, don't you? I want to see one state, and you know what? It might as well be Texas. I want to see one state defy the unconstitutional orders of the Supreme Court of the United States of America, and I want to see a state stand up to the Biden regime, and I want to see them actually stand their ground, walk the walk, where they talk their talk, and I want to see something start happening. Let's bring up the LFA rumble chat, and let's see what you guys think. Millions of illegals in our country. Convention of the states of where we need to go. I don't trust Abbott. No, but you do trust Ken Paxton, and I think Ken Paxton has Abbott right where he wants him. Fill the Rio Grande with crocodiles. I don't want civil war, but I'm prepared for it. I think that's where we most are. All of us are. Bad Moon as well. Paxton should run for governor. I agree. Speaking of impeachment, where is Mike Johnson? Being lazy again today? Yep, being lazy and unintelligent. Uh, Revelation 12, you got to read that. LFA backs Paxton. That's right. Yes, we do. Trump is still your CIC, Commander-in-Chief. Let's see what happens. Secure that border. F the federal government. I am right there with you. Ken Paxton, 2026. There you go. It's to come. Oh, sorry, I missed that. I'm in South Texas. Time for war. Diamond, I don't want war, but I'll support it if it comes. D.C. is captured by a hostile foreign government entity. Exactly. Sooner or later, folks, you got to call it like you see it. So I, I, a big shout out to, to Ken Paxton and, uh, and Governor Abbott if he sticks to it. Okay? If Governor Abbott sticks to it, big shout out to him too. Uh, hey, sis says, notice that Abbott started doing something. After the patent court process, <laughs> exactly right, because he knew that he was screwed. Paxton is legit. That's right, Cloud Man. Paxton is re- legit. Folks, we're trying to get to 6,000 live viewers. That means everybody that's got a Rumble account, even if you don't have a Rumble account, you can copy the link and share it. No more wasted time. Get your butt off that fence. Don't be scared of Facebook. Don't be scared of anybody. Share this video out. All right. Now we've gotten through what we're doing on Texas border. We've gotten through the SCOTUS treason. That was the entire first and foremost section of the day. I'm going to take a quick, quick drink of my Field of Greens. Then we're going to come to New Hampshire because we are in primary season, baby. And today is the day. Eli, you excited about today? Let's go. Now, Eli moved over to Vermont. Eli no longer lives in New Hampshire, which, you know, too bad for him. Uh, Hopefully he moves back to the Live Free or Die Granite State soon. Um, So he doesn't get to vote today, but uh, but he's all about it. And this is Trump country, baby. Okay, let's get into the New Hampshire primary going on today. And uh, we've got to talk about Nimarada Rondawa, a.k.a. Nikki Haley, everybody. So Nikki Haley is campaigning here in New Hampshire, as you all know. And everywhere she goes, she gets about 50 people, tops. Nobody likes her. Nobody cares. She's being called out everywhere she goes. Do you want to know what I never see? Um... I never see Donald Trump going to like a town or something and then having somebody like get all up in his face and be like and call him out for something. You know that, Eli? They're never like, why do you, you know what I mean? They're always supportive. There's never and any it seems like the 2016 and the 2020 
uh, protesting trolls. They don't even do it anymore because they know that the more they do it, the bigger he gets. But he's beloved by the people. But everywhere Nikki goes, everywhere DeSantis goes, there was naysayers. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yep. Especially here in New Hampshire where we live free or die and we don't want Nimarado Randawa lying to the people. So yesterday, while Nikki was campaigning here in New Hampshire, um, she was giving a speech and a guy who's a Trump supporter, he's in her... uh, He's in her little event there that she's got. And he goes, Nikki, will you marry me? And the whole crowd's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, uh, will you vote for me? And he gives her the bad news. But the way she responds tells you that she could never, ever, ever beat Donald Trump or anybody even close. Because if you're trying to get Trump voters, the last thing you do is respond the way she did. Listen up. You know what? We've got a lot on the line here. We really do. And you look at what's happening in this election. Yes. Are you going to vote for me? Get out of here. But you know what? We've got a lot on the line. So you probably didn't hear the guy. And she goes, are you going to vote for me? And he goes, I'm voting for Trump. And the crowd goes, oh, boo. And she goes, oh, get out of here. Think about that for a minute. You have a serious presidential candidate who's running in a presidential primary as a Republican, knowing that she is miles and mountains behind the lead for the forerunner, uh, which is Donald J. Trump, knowing that she needs his base to even cut a dent into his massive mountain-sized lead. And she thinks that the right way to do that, Eli is to kick them out of her event rather than finding a way to maybe communicate, maybe win them over. She says, no, get out of here. If I was that person, I would have been like, well, you know, actually I showed up to see if you were going to sway my mind. But now you're telling me to get out of here? Sounds good, lady. Okay. That's exactly what I would have said. That's a good point, Eli. If I was that guy, I said, you know what? I was going to vote for you. However, Eli, he wouldn't have been able to get it out because the crowd would have been going, boo, get out, get out, get out. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely mind-blowing to me how the, the strategy of Nimrata Rendawa and Ron DeSantis and, uh, and Chris Christie, it, it, it amazes me, Eli, that their strategy was to insult the base that they needed to win. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Eli, that would be like if you and I went to a, an event, let's say a Trump rally. And our whole reason for being there, right, is to cover the rally, to grow our awareness, to get people to know who we are. And then I sit there and go, by the way, you guys are all scumbags and I don't need any of you to watch my network. Please watch my network. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense when you have high-profile donors who are giving you $100 million, $200 million, $300 million to run for office, and your, your sole goal is to get peel those voters away, and she goes and does stuff like that. So did Chris Christie. So did Chris Christie. What's that, Eli? And of course, if the shoe was on the other foot and Trump did it, you see how horrible he is. He's just telling people to get out of his place. Well, Trump does. He goes, go back home to mommy. (laughs) But you know what Donald Trump wouldn't do? If somebody said, I'm actually voting for Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley. I don't think Donald Trump, unless they were causing a ruckus, 
and being an idiot on purpose. I don't think he'd say, get out of here, get him out of here. He'd say, oh, that's all right. That's all right. Everybody's got, you know, but here, but uh, do you like war? Do you like war? Do you like inflation? Do you like high insurance? Like that's how Donald Trump would have handled it. Be any politician's job from that point on to be like, oh, okay, I've got someone who's not going to vote for me. My job is to try to get this person to vote for me. But, you know, insulting them might not be the best course of action. Unreal. Now, if you woke up this morning and you saw Nikki Haley wins New Hampshire primary, because most people did, you probably got a little worried. You probably thought, wait a minute, the primary hasn't even happened yet. I just woke up at 630 in the morning. How the hell could this be? Here's how it can be. In New Hampshire, we pride ourselves on being a town hall style state. We pride ourselves on the people of the state being able to meet candidates one-on-one, not be rejected by them, but let, ask them the questions they want to ask them and let them know what they think. I mean, if you're, jump, if you're jumping into the race for president of the United States, you've got to take it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Vivek did. Now, I'm not a fan of Vivek in any way, but you know what I'm saying. Vivek did. That's the way you win people over. That's how Vivek started winning over Trump supporters. It's pretty simple. You got to be genuine, too. Well, there's a little town in New Hampshire called Dixville Notch. Now, Dixville Notch is up by Canada. So it's full of liberals, all six of them. That's right. There are six registered voters, Eli, six in Dixville Notch. I mean, it's a fitting name if you think about it, Eli. Dixville, right? <laughs> so there's six people living, or six registered voters living in Dixville Notch by Canada. They voted for Biden overwhelmingly in 2020. And now they're voting for Nikki Haley in the primary election because they're Trump haters. So the Nikki Haley, or I should say, Eli, excuse me, the Nimarada Randawa campaign put it out this morning. You know those little images they put out, Eli? Like so-and-so won the election. They put it out, right? They had Nikki Haley smiling next to a red state of New Hampshire and says, Haley wins primary race in Dixville, Notch, New Hampshire. And then if anybody lives in New Hampshire, they got, yeah, there's like five people there. What are you talking about? Who cares? You know, but she was proud. Oh, she was proud. She was so proud, ladies and gentlemen, that she won Dixville, Notch, New Hampshire. Eli, what's the matter? I just can't. I want her next strategy of embracing her, her culturalness, whatever. I want her to like come out in New Hampshire and be like, hello, everybody. It's time that you heard from the real me. It's time that you heard from the real me, and it's time to vote for me. Right, Eli? Oh, we get so racist on this show. I said that to Eli the other day. I said, Eli, were we racist today? He goes, I think we were. But you know what? It's not racist. You're joking. Huh? What happened to comedy? Let's make laughing great again. Get Mel Brooks in here. See what he'd say about all this. Duke to 62 says Michelle Obama lives in Dixville Notch. <laughs> She's the mayor. What's that? Was she one of the voters? No, she's the mayor of Dixville. Yeah. Not to be confused with Vaginaville. Right? She probably counted for two votes, Michael and Michelle. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Michael and Michelle. Oh, anyway, so she won six votes, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations 
Nikki Haley. Uh, we checked in with you and your campaign, and this is what we got back. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> you don't vote for Nikki Haley. You ain't brown, Eli. <laughs> if you don't vote for Nikki Haley, you ain't brown. Son of a... You ain't orange. Anyway, Nikki Haley won Dixville match. Enough about the jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I want to go back out on the, the Nimrata Randawa uh, <laughs> campaign here because she had Judge Judy, Eli. Remember Judge Judy, right? Yeah. Yeah, Judge Judy. That fake TV judge. Yeah. yeah she had her on the campaign trail yesterday. She's a Nikki Haley fan. Did you know that? It's like, but, but why? What did that do for her? I know. Imagine being Nimrata Randawa, right? And you're sitting there thinking about how stupid your name is and how much you were picked on because you were brown white. <laughs> right, Eli? I'm still trying to picture people like, ha, you're brown. <laughs> Eli, it's like this. Watch this. Hi. I'm brown. I'm brown too. Let's be brown together. <laughs> I just... Anyway... She puts Judge Judy out of all people. I thought Judge Judy was dead. I didn't even know she was still alive. Does she still do a show? I don't know. Why not get like a famous judge? You know what I mean? Uh, why don't you get somebody a better name than Judge Judy? You should have just went and got Jerry Springer for all that matter. So anyway, she goes out and gets Judge Judy. And Judge Judy is stumping for Namrata Rondawa. And while she's stumping for Namrata Rondawa, you get a sense of what Nikki Haley or DeSantis or Christie Republican voters, old school Republican voters, you get a sense of what they're hoping for during the speech. Let's play it. I'm not here necessarily to bash the competition, although I'm perfectly capable of doing that. Suffice it to say, suffice it to say. So that was a a small video I found on Instagram this morning. And in the background, you hear, send Trump to prison with a bunch of people, you know, around that guy laughing and cheering. Send Trump to prison. That's what they've been hoping for this whole time. Look, Nimrata Rendawa knew that running around campaigning with a fake name and a fake background and a, and, a, and a crybaby race card wasn't going to get her a win. Chris Christie knew that no matter how many Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's were in his path, that he was not going to get to beat Trump. Ron DeSantis or DeSantis knew that he wasn't going to be able to beat Trump because Trump's base is too big. But they all let the RNC and the Republican establishment Make them believe that they were going to be able to jail Donald Trump and make a clear path for that candidate, whichever candidate it was. It didn't work out that way. So now you know that their entire uh, plan, Eli, because you, their crowd is even saying it, send Trump to prison. Imagine that. People that were once Trump voters are now so quick to want to send him to prison, not because they think he did anything wrong, but because they believe and they drank the Kool-Aid about the fact that Trump can't win anymore 
even though he just pulled off a historic win in Iowa. He's about to pull off a historic win here in New Hampshire tonight. Drank the Kool-Aid. Let themselves be indoctrinated by those stupid commercials. Trump's got too much baggage. And now they're out there and they're like, okay, we got to put Trump in jail. They were once Trump voters. And now they want to put him in jail. And you want to, I'd love to be there and, you know, sitting right next to someone who's screaming that and be like, why? Give me a reason why. Why does he need to be in jail? Uh, you know, they just lose their mind. Shut up, there's indictments and 97 and things and stuff. Somebody said, Jeremy, uh, in the chat, they said, Jeremy, please stop calling her that. We in this chat know all about her. Her name is Nimrata Rondawa. That's what I'm going to call her. That is her name. That is her birth name. You don't just get to change your heritage and your name just because you don't want people to know about it. Her name's Rondawa, Nimrata, and that's what I'm going to call her. So anyway, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, you remember Don Boldick, Eli? Remember Don Boldick, right? Remember him? The turncoat. (laughs) Remember we went on campaign stuff with him. We were on that boat with him. We went to that, uh, uh, with him and and General General Flynn to the shooting gallery. We spent days with Don Boldick, and then Don Boldick did what? He said, I don't believe the election was stolen. Remember, he ran on, I believe the election was stolen. And then Don Boldick, General Don Boldick, who I have respect for, by the way, uh, for, for his service, but I have zero respect politically. He has zero political capital. He basically turned on Trump in his own race, which killed his race and caused him to lose. I'll give you one guess, Eli, who Don Boldick is supporting in the 2024 presidential primary here in New Hampshire. I'll give you one guess who this turncoat is, who, who, is, who he's supporting and who he's, down, uh, who he's downing. No, I'm not kidding. You ready? Oh, wait till I see Don Boldick here in my state again. And the biggest, I think, strength that Nikki has is her ability to unify. She's after the voters. She's not after political parties. Right now, that's what's wrong with America. The political parties are deciding who the candidate should be. And right now, with a Biden-Trump matchup, we got two sides of the same coin. Divisiveness, we have drama, we have investigations. We have two people that pull people apart, not pull people together. And the biggest, I think, strength that- So he says that Donald Trump and Joe Biden are two sides of the same coin, Eli. And Nikki's biggest strength is she can pull people together while she's warmongering and trying to send us to war. I mean, it's just, it, it'd be like saying, this person's biggest asset to them is the fact that they are skinny when they're really 400 pounds. It doesn't make any sense. He's not entirely wrong. She pulled six people together so far. She pulled six people together in Dixville. Eli is so immature, I cannot say the name of that town without him dying over there. Eli, what grade are you in? Oh, second, third, somewhere around there. (laughs) Unbelievable. Folks, we got 6,400 people watching and we're not even uh promoted on the front page is it possible to get to seven thousand, eli can we do this can we can we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and can we get to seven thousand? i think we can moving right along folks new hampshire voters are very confused today as they keep receiving robocalls from a voice that sounds a heck of a lot like joe biden however joe biden is not on the democrat primary race in new hampshire so this is odd. Let's listen. You know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect 
Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. If you would like to be removed from future calls, please press 2. So this is a Joe Biden robocall. All right. By the way, it's probably AI. There's no way Joe Biden could put that many words together without bumbling, fumbling, and sharding himself. It's impossible. Okay? So it was more than likely AI. All right? Wow, we dropped a lot, Eli. We went from 6,300 to 5,900. That was weird. So anyway, folks, uh, that is a robocall. It's an AI robocall in Joe Biden's voice, literally asking people not to vote today. Don't go vote. Your vote only counts in November. That's what he's asking. Let's listen to this again. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. If you would like to be removed from future calls, please press 2. Yeah, I'd like to be removed from future calls on that one, for sure. Now, I didn't get that call. That was sent to me by other people. But again, you see what they're doing. They're just sending out calls saying, don't vote Tuesday. It's only going to enable a, 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 a treasonous man like Donald Trump. Vote, your, your vote only matters in November. What? What are you, what are you over there? Are you thinking about Dixville? Oh, would have been a lot more funny if it was like automated, you know, like a woman's voice. And then he speaks like, hello, dog face pony soldier. This is... Joe, President Biden of America, please vote for me. Thank <laughs> you are. Hi, you're getting a call from Joe, President, and we'd just like to know if we can count on you to vote for Corn Pop. <laughs> anyway, somebody said the chat is screwing up. A lot of freezing going on. We had 6,300 people. Now we have 5,600 people. I don't know what happened, but we're going to keep rolling on. So Donald Trump, Eli, says that Biden will drop out of this race. So if Donald Trump is now saying that Biden will drop out of this race, that he will not finish, what does Donald Trump know or what does LFA TV know that everybody else doesn't know? Let's play this real quick. Do you think Biden will drop out? Personally, mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. I think so. Do you think Biden will drop out? Personally, mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. I think so. Do you think Biden will drop out? Personally, Trump says, I think so. Now, why would he drop out? Why would he drop out if he can just go state to state and not have primaries? If they can say we're not having primaries at a Democrat, as a Democratic Party, we're not having them. We've already chosen our candidate. We're not letting the people decide. We're deciding then why would he jump out? What would be the reason for Joe Biden to jump out? I'll tell you why he's going to jump out. He's jumping out because the world sees his lies. The world sees his family's lies. The world sees the crime, the Biden crime family, and there's nowhere to run from it anymore. They know they can't win with this puppet anymore. They need another puppet, you know, like the one that's the mayor of Dixville. So what does Donald Trump know that we don't know? Now, here is what he said when asked yesterday about his vice presidential pick. Roll it. Town Hall, that you had an idea, or you might have already decided about your VP pick. When do you think you're going to make that? Well, it's never really had that much of an effect on an election, which is an amazing thing. Both election and primary, it's never really had much of an effect. 
I may or may not release something uh, over the next couple of months. There's no rush to that. It won't have any impact at all. The person that I think I like is a very good person, a pretty standard. I think people won't be that surprised. But I would say there's probably a 25% chance it would be that person. Is Senator Tim Scott on the list now? No, he's a great guy. You know, he, he endorsed me. There's an example. Nikki comes from South Carolina. Tim Scott is from South Carolina. But if you look, the governor, great governor, another senator, Lindsey, we happen to like Lindsey. But uh, Henry McMaster knows her very well. He endorsed me. It's very hard for a governor to endorse somebody when you have, you know, I mean, Henry McMaster was the lieutenant governor under her. And he endorsed me. And he's going to be here tonight. In 15 minutes, you're going to be watching him speak. I'm going to introduce him. He's a great guy. He's done a great job. So everybody, almost everybody in South Carolina has endorsed me. What does that tell you? So when asked who your vice presidential pick is, Donald Trump says, look, it's going to be somebody that nobody's really surprised about. It's going to be somebody good. Now, he was also asked, what does a vice presidential pick need to embody? And he said, they've got to be ready to take over. They've got to be ready to handle people like I handle people. Well, who's that going to be? We know it's not going to be Carrie Lake. Okay. We know it's not going to be Carrie Lake because she's running for senator. Trump wants her as a senator. That's the way that's going. So we know it's not going to be Carrie Lake. We know that it's not going to be Matt Gates. We know that it's not going to be Clay Higgins. We, know, we don't know if it's going to be Christy Nome or Elise Stefanik or Ben Carson. But there's another name that's been being floated around, so much so to where the man had to make a statement on it. Okay? We're going to get there in just a minute. But before we do, we're going to go to our first break of the show. I, take, I took you 56 minutes without having a commercial or a partner uh, a break. So we're going to do that right now. You guys all know that I've been taking lean now for, I, I finished my first week last week. I'm on to my second week, okay? I want to get all my Brickhouse, Brickhouse Nutrition folks and for all you Brickhouse Nutrition people that are watching in your warehouse right now, they have become LFA TV's official sponsor, meaning this. They're going to be with us month after month, year after year, and we're going to uh, promote the good products that they bring to us if we think that it brings a value to you. Lean is one of those products. I would never, ever, ever, ever ever promote a product that I did not guinea pig myself on first. But the great thing about this, you guys, is all of these products that I get with Brickhouse Nutrition, every single one of them, I talk to multiple doctors on the phone about this product. Doctors that were involved in creating it and doctors that didn't create it but know about it. Like I talk to physicians. I talk to doctors about any product that I'm asking anybody to take, okay? You guys know that Field of Greens is about your daily nutrition of fruits and vegetables to get your body taking in what it should to work properly. Lean is about weight loss, period. Point blank, blank, period. So all you people out there that are getting those, you have those love handles right now, you can't move them, you can't get rid of them. You got those fatty acids hanging around, you can't get rid of them. Lean is the bomb. You know what I did earlier? I went like this. I went, watch this. Look at that, you can't even see me anymore. I'm paper thin. Now, I know that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but Lean really does do an amazing job, folks. I am blown away by this product. How do you get yours? You go to takelean.com today. Takelean.com 
today. TakeLean.com and use the promo code LFA for your discount. Lean, TakeLean.com. There it is right there again, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you guys also know about the other product that we uh, that I personally take every day right along with Lean, and that's Field of Greens. Why? Because I never in my life, in my life, have ever put in the amount of fruits and vegetables that I need in my body every day. Eli, have you ever lived that lifestyle? Did you live that lifestyle as a kid or as a young adult? No. Nope. No? I was porking down cheese balls and ding-dongs. I wasn't eating broccoli, and I wasn't eating apples. Although now that I'm older and large as a truck, I'm trying definitely to not die of diabetes. So... Ladies and gentlemen, your everyday fruits and vegetables ground up into a powder, nothing, um, no extracts, all real, all natural, fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA. And for those of you who've already bought this before, try it again with that promo code. See if it works. Now, if it doesn't, don't feel like you're obligated to buy because I'm working on Field of Greens. Field of Greens, guys, if you're listening, we need 15% off every single time somebody does an order. Fieldofgreens.com. One more, Eli, and then we can get back to the news. But this is the important one. This is for my guys out there. This is for my men out there. If there's any guys watching, raise your hand and let them know, I'm a male, I'm a man, I'm a patriot. I know what gender I am. Well, this next, this next product is for you. What happens to men when we get 40, Eli? Around 40. We lose like 30 or 40% of our testosterone. It's, like, it's gone. Your hair goes. Your, your energy goes. All of it goes. You start feeling weak, and then people start taking testosterone. The problem with taking testosterone is that when you take testosterone, like GNC over-the-counter testosterone, my men out there, if you're trying to get that, that, that all-natural man back, well, if you take testosterone and there's no production of human growth hormone that's going on in your body, then there's nothing for the testosterone to attach to. There's nothing for the testosterone to go in there and start building back that testosterone that you're losing in your body. It's not going to happen. You're just wasting it. You're going out, you're spending money, and you are wasting it. However, if you go to BrickHouseForce.com, that's BrickHouseForce.com, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a guy or if you're a woman and you want your guy to feel good again, BrickHouseForce.com, it actually does both. It's testosterone and human growth together so that when you take it, it actually works. And you'll start producing testosterone again naturally with the help of this product. So BrickHouseForce.com, BrickHouseForce.com, we now have three products, Eli, three amazing products from BrickHouse Nutrition as they become our full-time partner here for uh, every month, every single year. And I love them. Gotta love it. BrickHouse Nutrition, folks. Okay, moving right along. General Michael Flynn. General Michael Flynn is being toted as possibly being the presidential, vice presidential pick. Now, let's break this down before we get to this video of General Michael Flynn talking about this, okay? Are you ready? Testosterone is important for women too, says Kara Moore. Well, I guess I didn't know how much testosterone was important to you guys. Maybe it's important because your husband needs it, right? Anyway, General Michael Flynn is being asked, are you going to be the best presidential pick? There's a reason why General Michael Flynn is asking if he's going to be the vice presidential pick. It's because it's being talked about in inner Trump circles. So you have these names going down. It's not going to be Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson has already said, I'm doing my, my news venture. You know, if I was asked, who knows, but I'm doing my news venture. I, I, I don't think it's going to be Tucker Carlson. You, here's your names. Ben Carson, Elise Stefanik, 
Christy Nome, Mike Flynn. Those are your four major names being toted around. I know Tucker Carlson is as well. But Mike Flynn is actually being, General Michael Flynn is actually being talked about as being VP. So I want to go and I want to listen to what he says in response to a question. Would you be VP if you were asked? Listen to him. That's very nice of you. Very nice. Very nice. You got questions over here? Uh, I, I, right away, I looked at my wife. You know, she's giving, you know. Here's what I will tell you, because I have been there. That it is, it is, especially with my, with the, with the, with my upbringing and my fiber, you know, my, the, the, you know, the DNA that I feel and what I feel about this country, the, a, a question like that is a very, very hard question to say no to, okay? And I was asked that question, would I consider it by Trump in, in 2016? Whoa. And I was one of four final candidates. Me, Chris Christie, Newt Gingrich, and Mike Pence. This was back then. This was back then. And of those, of those four, this will surprise many of you, maybe. But of those four, I was the only Democrat. <laughs> that surprises you, right? So, General Michael Flynn um, being asked, would you take the job? Uh, so let's break this down. I mean, this is all just this is all just hypothetical, right? We're just talking here. I don't think General Michael Flynn would be a good choice for vice president. However, he would be not shocking, as Donald Trump said. He would be able to handle the media. He would be able to handle the left. He would be able to handle the globalists, and he would be able to be a good surrogate for Trump. But I got to tell you, I don't like him as vice presidential pick. Now, again, I'm, it's not my job, right? It's not my job, and it's not my, um, my decision. I'm not running for president. Donald Trump is. I just pray and hope that he picks somebody that we all agree with, too. Because Donald Trump says to us every single time when he's making a statement or he's putting out a speech, he says, this is not my campaign. This is our campaign. This is your campaign. So because he involves us in the decision-making, like I involve you guys in the decision-making of our partners and our sponsors and our big moves and all that, then our, then our opinion does matter. I believe our opinion does matter. So I do not want my personal self, I don't want General Michael Flynn as vice presidential pick, but I do think that there's a great place for General Michael Flynn in the Trump administration. Let's go to the LFA chat and let's see what you guys are thinking. Who names a town Dixville? Is that is that recent? Is that a recent? Uh, let's hold on. Let's 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 refresh this here. There we go. Jeremy, who do you want? Well, that's a longer list. Uh, I can name those in a minute. Uh, I hope it's Christy Nome or Vivek says Hope Up. Uh, I like Byron Donalds. I like Lee Zeldin. Mike Flynn should be Secretary of Defense. Flynn is a Dem. No, he was. He was until Obama did what he did to him. I don't want a woman VP, and I'm a woman. Flynn, Secretary of Defense. Trump is the only one to save America. Lee Zeldin. Mike Flynn for DOD or FBI. 
So, Gene, um, let me get... Okay, so a lot of people are asking, who do I like? Well, let's talk about it. By the way, we're almost to 6,000 again, Eli. We're over 5,900. We just need a few shares. Who do I like? Okay. Uh, I do not believe Trump told Sebastian Gorka, by the way, who his VP is. I think Sebastian Gorka is a liar. I don't believe Sebastian Gorka knows anything. And I believe Sebastian Gorka is lying about Trump telling him who his VP was. Donald Trump doesn't tell anybody anything, especially not somebody with a loud mouth and S for brains. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, Who do I want for VP? Um, I would like Byron Donalds. However, a lot of people are miss, they're, they're kind of uh, confused on the way how that works. So if the vice president and the president are both from the same state and like Byron Donalds didn't relocate or anything like that, they can still run in the same state, but they have to forego that state's electoral college votes. That's what they have to do. They have to forego that state's electoral college votes. We cannot afford to do that with Florida. We need every electoral college vote we need, we can get. So that's, I, I doubt that's going to happen, but I would want it to be, like if I had my perfect pick, it would be a pick, it would be three people. It would either be Matt Gates, Byron Donalds, or Carrie Lake. If you asked me who do you want, it would be those three people. Matt, one of those three people. Matt Gates, Byron Donalds, or um, Carrie Lake. Um, CD service. I believe Gorka. That's great. That's awesome. Rick Grinnell. I don't think Rick Grinnell will be, although I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. I think Rick Grinnell is uh is tough in politics. Um, so no big deal. One of them moves. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That's what I thought too. One of them move and it is what it is. Uh, Jeremy, my sister heard Lee Zeldin. I've been hearing that too, but Lee is too weak. I hope it's not Lee. Not that I don't like Lee. He's just too weak. You need somebody strong in case Donald were to, you know, whatever happened, happened, you know? Um, I agree. I think it's for attention. So do I, uh, Gorka equals Polo sausage. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Matt Gates, no to Vivek. Sarah Huckabee already de- already said no. She already said she likes her job too much, so that's not going to happen. It won't be Eric or Donald um, Donald Trump Jr. It won't be either of his sons. Josh Hawley would be a great pick, and that would be a great surprise. It sure would. I would love Josh Hawley as well. I think that would be all right. Um, Dan Bongino needs to be in charge of the CIA, FBI, and Secret Service. I like that as well. I like that as well. So it's nice to be able to sit here and hypothesize. It's great to be able to sit here and play the guessing game. I guess we'll find out around Super Tuesday, right? I guess that's when we're going to find out. Now, somebody that's a little butthurt today, Ben Shapiro. Now, look, folks, you guys know it to me. I shoot it straight. If I talk about somebody that I don't like, like Sebastian Gorka, I'll just say it. doesn't mean Sebastian Gorka isn't valid. It doesn't mean that Sebastian Gorka is worse than I am or I'm better than he is. It doesn't mean that I think I'm smarter than Sebastian Gorka. There are tons of reasons why I don't like the man, and it really capped it off on CPAC last year when he snubbed us and said, I'm not talking to you because I don't know who you are. Well, we're at a conservative CPAC event here, guy. You see Don Jr. over there. You see Carrie Lake over there. You saw us interviewing names while you were there, and you still turned us down, so that kind of turned me off from then. But it doesn't mean that he's not valid in any way, shape, or form, and it doesn't mean that Ben Shapiro isn't either. I don't care for Ben Shapiro because Ben Shapiro jumped the train, didn't like Trump in the beginning, jumped off the train to go and vote for DeSantis, tried to push DeSantis like Lori, Lori, uh, Tommy Lahren and everybody else. And just to come back and say, time to jump on the Trump train. Like, good, I'll take all the support I can get. You got a big following yet. Daily, Daily Wire. I get it. But I know who these people are and I will never be friends with these people ever for any reason. And I'll call them out when I see them for their 
I'll say treachery, but just roll it. Here's Ben Shapiro talking about the loss of Ron DeSantis. Well, folks, I'm here in Poland. I was visiting Auschwitz with Elon Musk today, so I didn't have a chance until now to actually comment on Ron DeSantis dropping out of the race. Obviously, Governor DeSantis was my favorite candidate in the race. I think he would have made the best president of all the candidates who are in the race. And obviously, the Republican voting base wants Donald Trump. And you know what? That's the Republican voting base's prerogative. I think there'll be a future for Ron DeSantis in the movement. I think there'll be another time for Governor DeSantis again. Best governor in the country. With that said, this primary race, as I said, after Iowa is over. It remains over. New Hampshire will be won by Donald Trump. It's time for the party to coalesce around the guy who is going to beat Joe Biden. And that guy is Donald Trump. It was time for the party to coalesce around that guy months ago, you traitor loser. You no integrity having loser, Ben Shapiro. So I'm going to give Ben Shapiro, I've been waiting to do this for a very long time, Eli. I know I'm going to piss some people off, but here we go. You get the loser award of the day, Ben. I'm a loser, and I'm not what I appear to be. Jeremy, would you be vice president if asked? Yes, I would. If it was Donald Trump's vice president, yes, I would. But again, Ben Shapiro... Tommy Laren, all these people with big content, big uh, shows, big reaches on social media, and they could have put up, they could have stuck up for Donald Trump a long time ago, Eli. They could have stuck up for him. They could have coalesced behind the people that they know that the base wanted. The base, the Republican base is MAGA. It is the way it is. We're too big for it not to be MAGA. You can't sit here with a straight face and tell me that Ben Shapiro, Tommy Laren, and the rest of these losers didn't know that the base of the Republican Party was MAGA and for Donald Trump, especially when the federal government was going after Donald Trump the way they were, and Ben Shapiro wasn't sticking up for him. You know what Ben Shapiro was saying, Eli? He was going, Donald Trump just has too much baggage. Donald Trump just has too much baggage, and I think the best governor in the world would be Ron DeSantis. I think he'd be the greatest president in the world, and it's time for everybody to coalesce around Ron DeSantis because Donald Trump has too much baggage, talking a million miles an hour, and not saying a word! Dork. He lives in Dixville, Eli. I feel like uh, maybe they, I don't know, they either didn't think the base was as huge as it it was, the MAGA base, to change, or they knew and they were just that cocky to think that they could turn the tide. So I see a lot of people saying better late than never. I don't agree with that statement, at least in this scenario. However, I'll take the vote and I'll take them pushing people to Donald Trump's vote, but in their heart of hearts, they hate it. That's what bothers me, Eli. Oh, we got a troll in here? Aww. Eli loves trolls. He eats them for breakfast. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, look, it has nothing to do. Um, look, I'm glad they come around. I'm glad they end up coalescing behind a, a, a candidate. But my problem with that is, is they sit there and they do it and they hate it. They're not genuine. They're not genuine people. Now, if he came out and said, look, I don't want Donald Trump to be president. But I really want Donald Trump to be president over Joe Biden. So I'm going to vote for the guy and I'm going to encourage you to vote for him, even though I'm not a Trump guy, because I see that the party needs to do this and I'm going to go do it. Not too happy about it. I want you to know where I stand, but I'm going to do it because the country needs it at this point. So there you go, folks. That's all you need to do. I would respect Ben Shapiro, Tommy Lahren, anybody in the world if they came out and just, they were just natural. They were just open about who they were and what they wanted. Now they're going to pretend, they're going to pretend 
that they are on the Trump train. And you know what will happen, Eli? They'll get donations. They'll get people buying things from them. They'll have Trump MAGA codes. They'll sell gear with Trump on it. They'll go to Trump rallies. They'll be invited to Trump dinners because Trump will use them for their name. And they'll be just wined and dined even though they hate the man. That's what bothers me. There's nothing more pathetic than campaign trails to begin with. But, you know, you've, you've had DeSantis, you've had Vivek in a couple certain ways, but Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, all, oh, Trump sucks, Trump's horrible, we got to defeat Trump. And as soon as their campaign is over, Trump's our only option. He's such a great guy. We love him. We never said anything bad about him. And the problem with that is the Republican voters, voters go, oh, well, at least they're here with us. Yeah, at least they're here with us voting for us. But don't trust those guys farther than you can throw Rosie O'Donnell in 1990. Okay, don't do that. Don't allow yourself to be ridiculed and tricked and embarrassed by these losers again. Let them know they need us a hell of a lot more than we need them. Amen, Eli? They need our approval. They need our help. They need our endorsements a hell of a lot more than we need them. Youngins, don't ask Jeremy. (laughs) What'd that say? Don't ask Jeremy stupid questions. Jeremy does, doesn't like Vivek. Are you new here? That's not a stupid question. That's okay. That's okay. It's not that I don't like Vivek. I just don't trust Vivek. And I have put up my reasons and my proof um, to show that. So now we're going to move on a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to move our attention to Joe Biden, okay? Because Joe Biden apparently is running a presidential race, Eli. Like I said, Donald Trump believes he'll step out soon. I believe he'll step out soon. But the Biden campaign co-chair, Senator Duckworth, comes on with her Botox face, Eli. It looks like somebody is actively pumping up her face with a basketball pump, like in her ear. Like it looks like it's puffing up as she speaks. But uh, co-chair Senator Duckworth comes on and says, look, 2024 is all about freedom. And you need to vote Biden. If you want freedom from your loans, vote Biden. If you want freedom from your responsibilities, vote Biden. If you want freedom from all of the things that you need to do in order to make the world go round, vote Biden and become a socialist today. Listen to this crap. Well, I think that it's about freedom, right? It's about protecting democracy, but protecting freedoms. And one of our freedoms is the right to control our bodies and control our reproductive cycles. Also talking about the right to the freedom from student loans, the freedom to walk down the streets and and not have to worry about being target of racial attacks. Those are all freedoms that we can certainly talk about. And I do think that really um, focusing on policy and and describing freedom in those terms would be helpful. The president announced this campaign with the moniker of finish the job and protecting freedom and democracy. So when we talk about that, let's look at it. First of all, Roe, uh, the president has been adamant that we need to restore Roe. It is unfathomable that women today wake up in a country with less rights uh, than their ancestors had years ago. Number two, the president has already done all. It's unfathomable to think that women can wake up in 2024 and kill babies the way their ancestors did. It's so unfathomable. And you know what? Somebody in the chat, Eli, said something right. If it's all about freedom, then release the January 6th prisoners then. If it's all about freedom. So that means if a January 6th prisoner votes for Biden, will they let him out? Right? Absolutely unbearable. Now, staying on the, uh, staying on the lunacy, which is the Biden campaign, the art gallerist who gave testimony in front of the House Republicans about Hunter Biden's art pieces, uh, that transcript has 
been completely released. And I want to go over thanking Christina Layla for putting this story together. I want to talk about the top Biden White House lies that are surrounding the Hunter Biden art extravaganza. Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Biden's artwork was selling from 75000 to 500000 Think about that, Eli. Do you know how much money that is for scribblings and paintings that a five-year-old can do? Put it up on the screen. Here's the, here, here's, here it is right here. There's the painting, Eli. That sold for a half a million dollars. That painting. Looks like somebody puked up color. That sold for half a million dollars. That's amazing. I want that. According to, uh, according to Insider, in July 2022, eight months after Hunter Biden's art debuted at the Soho Gallery, Joe Biden appointed Naftali to the Commission of the Preservation of Americans' Heritage Abroad. Now, Naftali has visited the Biden White House more than a dozen times and has met with senior advisors. We talked about this two weeks ago. I'm just kind of bringing you up to steam here. Hunter Biden's lawyer, Kevin Morris, who already paid off Hunter Biden's delinquent taxes, bought one of Hunter Biden's artwork, Eli, get this, for $875,000. The Republican-led House Oversight Committee on Monday released a transcribed interview with George Burgess, Hunter Biden's art gallerist. The, white, the Biden White House lied about a so-called ethics agreement in place to make sure Hunter, Hunter Biden's art wasn't being used and yet another influencing peddling scheme. George Burgess revealed the following bullet points. I'll read them off to you right now. Hunter Biden wanted to know the identities of his art purchasers, which definitely is not normal. The White House ethics agreement regarding Hunter Biden's art was a sham. It wasn't real. Burgess said he was surprised that the Biden White House claimed that there was some kind of ethics agreement in place. There wasn't. Another lie right there. Big money Democrat donors purchased the majority of Hunter Biden's art and Hunter Biden knew their identities. That means Hunter Biden knew, basically handpicked, selected the people that were going to buy his art. And there were people who tried to get the Democrats money, but they couldn't get them that much. So they're laundering money illegally to these Democrats for art purchases. George Burgess revealed that Kevin Morris's per- Kevin Morris purchased most of Hunter Biden's art However, Kevin Morris only paid Mr. Burgess 40% commission of the $875,000 purchase, and Hunter Biden and Kevin Morris figured out the financial implications. Mr. Burgess admitted he has never done an art deal like that ever before. In 2020, Elizabeth Hirsch Naftali did not buy Hunter Biden's art despite George Burgess's best efforts. Within two months of, the Joe Biden, of Joe Biden becoming resident of the United States, Mrs. Naftali purchased her first piece of Hunter Biden's artwork for $42,000. Then in July 2022, Biden announced Ms. Naftali's appointment to the Commission for the Preservation of Americans' Heritage Abroad, the same commission that the Joe Biden crime family associated, uh, associate Eric Sherwin was appointed to during the Obama-Biden administration. In December of 2022, Hirsch Naftali purchased more of Hunter Biden's artwork for another $52,000. George Burgess confirmed Hunter Biden's name had influence on setting the price for the art. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been set that high. George Burgess stated that he has talked on the phone and met in person with Joe Biden, even attending the wedding at the Biden's house or at the Biden that they hosted at the White House. 
So there you go, folks. All the lies that the Biden administration told on the money laundering uh, effort to um, through selling art, we found out is all a lie. So again, I know there's a lot of people that are here going, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Well, the fact of all these investigations, folks, is when Donald Trump becomes daddy again to to these liberals and to the globalists, when Donald Trump comes in and takes his belt off, this time it isn't just going to be a few whacks on the butt. This time it's going to be really opening up wounds like lashes on their backs. And all of this information from the border to this that we're getting through all of this time waiting, working, it will all be relevant. Trust me on that one. L. Jacobs says, it's not about the art. It's about money laundering and selling kids. That's exactly right. His painting was used for money laundering. Hunter and his dad are two treasonous pieces of you-know-what, says R.D. Comp. You're not wrong. Do you want to know who else is equally a piece of you-know-what? Well, let's put her on the screen. Miss Piggy Willis. She's also a real piece of work. Miss Piggy Willis is about to have a bad day, Eli. She's about to have a bad month. She may even have a bad rest of her life, okay? Her hoofs are dug in, and she is now on defense. That's right. Two major problems for Fannie Willis going on, which is going to make it absolutely incredibly hard for her to go after Donald J. Trump. Georgia State Senate has now authorized a special committee to investigate Fannie Willis, Fannie Willis on allegations of criminal misconduct and corruption. Part of that is going to be Nathan Wade. The other part of that is going to be the conversations and the coercion and the quid pro quoing that happened between Fannie Willis's DA's office and the White House and the Department of Justice. The Georgia State Senate is gearing up to authorize subpoena-empowered investigation, a committee to delve into the alleged corruption of Fannie Piggy Willis. The initiative, led by State Senator Greg Dolezal, comes in the wake of Governor Brian Kemp's decision against initiating a criminal investigation into Fannie Willis last week, opting to wait for a non-operational oversight committee to take up the matter. Quote, the bottom line is that in the state of Georgia, as long as I'm governor, we're going to follow the law and the Constitution, regardless of who it helps and harms politically. Brian Davos Kemp said, over the last few years, some inside and outside of this building may have forgotten that, but I can assure you that I have not, said the lawless governor. He added, in Georgia, we will not be engaging in political theater. That only inflames the emotions of the moment. You mean you're not going to get to the bottom of the law breaking, you douchebag, you scumbag loser? We will do what is right. Then why don't you open up a session right now and find out why those Dominion machines are lying and being connected to the internet, scumbag? We will uphold our oath of public office, says Brian Davos Kemp. And it is my belief that our state will be better for it. Look, Brian Kemp is also a treasonous traitor, period. I'm not saying that because he's an enemy of Donald Trump. There's a lot of people out there that do not like Donald Trump that I do not say is guilty of treason. Brian Kemp is one of them, though. The Georgia State Senate is set to establish a special investigation committee with subpoena power to delve into the allegations of Fannie Willis, period. Brian Kemp, you can kick rocks, eat dirt, suck on that, whatever you want to say. Brian Kemp is an enemy of the people of the United States of America and any Georgian out there that is still, I don't know, simping for Brian Kemp, 
Get your head out of your arse. Stop being confused. Stop being brainwashed. I don't care if you know the guy or not. You have to see by now that he is an enemy of your people. He is Chris Sununu on steroids. Patriot1776 says, Jeremy, I want you to know that you are one of my favorite people on earth, Eli too, and I pray for you great people in Christ. I want to thank you for that. I pray for you as well. If anybody believes that Brian Kemp is not a traitor and they live in the great state of Georgia, you might need to take a second look at yourself in the mirror because now, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to get worse for Fannie Willis as a judge has just unsealed the divorce records of the top Trump prosecutor, Nathan Wade, that she is sleeping with, that she enriched after bank statements show that he traveled with Fannie Willis. This whole case is about to go down. I'm talking about the case against Donald Trump. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis is in hot water again with her boyfriend, Nathan Wade's estranged wife, Jocelyn Wade. A Cobb County judge yesterday granted a motion to unseal the top Trump prosecutor's divorce records. Judge Henry Thompson, a, on Monday, also issued a stay on Fannie Willis's deposition for now. Willis previously tried to quash the subpoena. She was supposed to give a deposition today. Jocelyn Wade, who's Nathan Wade's wife, her attorney told the judge yesterday that her client wants Fannie Willis's deposition, not as a Fulton County DA, but as the alleged paramour of my client's husband. Quote, I have questions and she needs to answer them, Jocelyn Wade's lawyer told the judge. So I think we have a little, uh, do we have this on video? Oh, look at that. Look at that, we do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to pull this up for you on video right now. Uh, This is her attorney. So let's go to this case in Georgia as Fannie Willis is about to literally go down to Chinatown. Actually, I think she already did with Brian Kemp, but... Anyway. in on exactly what the issue is here today, naturally. Um, the face of her pleading shows that she has unique knowledge with regards to this case. She could have filed a motion for protective order alleging all of the legal grounds for which she would like to not have to sit for a deposition. She believes she's protected, but she didn't stop there. She went further. She asserted in her pleading, her motion for protective order to prevent herself from sitting for a deposition, that she knows this, she knows the cause of the separation of these people. She knows detailed facts, allegedly, about their relationship. And albeit we'll deal with the falsity of those at a different hearing, that's what she said. She said it in her pleading. So on its face, her argument fails that she does not have unique knowledge with regards to the party's marriage, and this situation. Beyond that, Your Honor, I would turn the court, obviously, to 9-11-26-C and Ewing versus Ewing, which clearly states a party seeking a protective order with regards to discovery, when a party does, the trial court may make an order, which... So we won't play the rest of that, but I just wanted to kind of give you a sense of what it was like in Fulton County Court uh, against the DA there. You know what I love about this, Eli, is that she's finally getting a taste of her own medicine. How is she going to properly try to persecute, prosecute Donald J. Trump when she's got all of her own legal problems herself? Nobody cares. Ah! They're all going down. Now, folks, 
do me a favor. Please rumble this video. We have 1,550 rumbles. Let's see if we can get uh, to 2,000. That's always our goal. Thank you very, very, very much. Now, Eli, I know you're going to be sad about this. All right? We're going to pop this on the screen. What you see here, folks, is the Democratic Socialists of America. Yes, it exists. Yes, it's a thing. The Democratic Socialists of America are a thing, and Eli's going to be very sad. Eli, they're going broke and bankrupt, and they have to lay off people. What about that? (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the Democratic Socialists of America now have to go bankrupt and lay people off. It's a hell of a drug. Wait, what's that again? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yes, cocaine is a (laughs) hell of a drug. The Democratic Socialists of America, one of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's favorite political organizations, by the way, is facing serious financial crunch and may have to lay a bunch of people off. Who knew that socialists would have such a hard time managing funds? (laughs) It looks like they're finally running out of other people's money. Oh, ain't that something? Hmm. Of course, this could have something to do with the insane pro-Hamas demonstrations that many of their members have participated in in recent months. But, ladies and gentlemen, the Democratic Socialists of America face a seven-figure crisis. Yep, they are red all over with a financial situation so dire, Eli, that some leaders are demanding job cuts and layoffs of staffers immediately in order for them to survive. Why don't... uh... Why don't they just get Bernie in front of a camera? We are are once again asking for your money and uh, donations. It's very cold out here. Listen to me. I was a a mayor up in Burlington, Vermont, where it was very cold. And I did nothing in my entire life. I had no job. I had no nine to five. As a matter of fact, I slept on my friends' couches and I wrote novels about fantasizing about raping people. But I need your money today. I need your money today. The Democrat Socialists of America, they need your money today because we need to stay afloat and we need to help people out. How are you going to help people out, Bernie? How are you going to help people out when you ran out of their money? Give me some money so I can help you. Eli, can you imagine that? Can you imagine, Eli, you're in financial dire straits, right? You need help. And I come to you and I say, Eli, all you have to do is give me your savings, all right? Give me all your money and I'll make it work for you. (laughs) Give me, give me all your money. Oh, (laughs) dang that's scary jeremy if it's one person that i can impersonate it's definitely bernie sanders remember that uh like remember that video or that picture where you're sitting in his mittens we're just sitting there in his mittens (laughs) (laughs) Woo! all right democrat socialists of america all right folks we're gonna take a quick break when we come back We're going to be talking about death, chaos, drug trafficking, human trafficking, and all of that going on on our southern border. But before that, we got to talk about our great friends over at TacRightLFA, TacRightLFA.com, with their amazing TacRight night vision binoculars. You guys saw the testimonies yesterday, didn't you? Put it this way, as we just got over 6,000 people, Eli, how many people have hunters in their family? Are your moms, dads, brothers, sisters, sons, or daughters hunters in your family? Are they serious 
hunters? Do they go out at the butt crack of dawn and they don't come back until the sun goes down? Well, if you do, if you're one of those people that say, I do, what better present to get a hunter than this? Are there any militias out there waiting for that day that you can lock and load and go to town? Wouldn't it be nice if we were fully invaded, more than we already all are, to be able to see in the night and take these people out? Well, ladies and gentlemen, look no further than TacRightLFA.com. That is TacRight, T-A-C-R-I-G-H-T-L-F-A.com. You don't even need a promo code. All you have to do is go to that website, TacRightLFA.com, TacRightLFA.com. Now, I noticed that Suzanne Vermontis is not in the chat today. Eli had also said something about not seeing her yesterday. If anybody is close to Suzanne geographically, what's up? Oh, you did get, is everything all right? I think she just said hi right now. Okay. Okay. All right. So as long as they're okay, you know, they live down there near the uh, southern border. So I'm always scared about that, you know, and Eli is too. So TacRightLFA.com, TacRightLFA.com, 50% off and free shipping and handling today. TacRightLFA.com. How about the number four Patriots? The number four Patriots.com slash LFA. The number four patriots.com slash LFA is where you can get all of your solar generator needs. You've got small, medium, and large. You also have an expansion pack so you can power your whole house when the power goes out, when a sun flare happens, when an EMP from a Chinese spy balloon goes over your home, when the federal government decides to monopolize all of the electric companies and take them over and shut your grid off because you're not a Democrat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to need them. All you're going to need is that beautiful sun, not the S-O-N. We know we need that, but the S-U-N, the ones that people used to pray to that we know is just temporary light given to us from God. It is powered by that. So go to the number 4 patriotscom slash LFA, the number 4 patriotscom slash L-F-A, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, you can go to the description of this video. You can press show more on the description and all of our links for all of our partners drop down. It's an easy way to get there, 4patriots.com. Slash L-F-A. And I'm going to do my last sponsor right now so I can finish out the next half an hour without any interruption. And that is Gold Co. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you're getting a temporary relief from gas right now, but it's only because it's an election year. Okay? Everything else is still up. Rent is up. Housing is up. Everything is up. Wages are down. People are struggling. Now, I know that this is not for everybody, and I know 90% of the people here cannot put all of their cash into gold and silver. But there are people out there that still have 401ks that still have a significant amount in them. There are people that have retirements or maybe savings accounts. And maybe they say, you know what? It's not safe. This green dollar is no longer safe. I want to put it into gold and silver and I want to just keep it safe until, t- until Trump comes back. And then I'll sell it back to Gold Co. And I'll even make money on top of it. Well, how do you do that? You go to goldco.com slash live today. That's goldco.com slash live Or you can go right to their website. You can pop up the little chat on the bottom. You can speak to a representative today, request a free kit, or call 855-450-1394 today. Goldco.com. Okay. We've got to move on. Um, Death, destruction, human trafficking, drugs, crime, all of that is coming over our southern border right now. And it is a shame, ladies and gentlemen. How many of you watched that show, Pawn Stars? Eli, did you ever watch that show? Pawn Stars, you've seen that before? Well, ladies and gentlemen, Pawn Stars is a show that basically riveted America. It came out, I believe, on A&E or the History Channel, the Travel Channel or something. It was a huge show. It was a massive, huge show. Somebody says, Billy needs a shout-out, Jeremy. Big shout-out to Billy. So, Pawn Stars, Rick Harrison breaks his silence now over his son's tragic death. The death was due to fentanyl. Same way with my sister-in-law. 
He said it was a fentanyl overdose, and he's blaming the Biden's open border policy for that. And he's not wrong. Fentanyl comes from overseas. That's where we have been destroyed from, is fentanyl, overseas drugs. Rick Harrison, the beloved patriarch of the Pawn Stars family, has disclosed the tragic loss of his son. The reason why, he said it was a fentanyl overdose. This news shook the Harrison family and sparked a broader conversation about the ongoing fentanyl crisis in the United States via the southern border. Adam Harrison, 39 years old, passed away in Las Vegas with the news of his, um, his untimely demise first reported to TMZ. The Harrison family released a statement expressing their profound grief and requesting privacy during this challenging time. Quote, our family is extremely saddened by the death of Adam. We ask for privacy at this time. Rick Harrison, 58, took an Instagram picture to show his sorrow, posting a touching tribute to his son. He shared a photograph of himself with Adam, smiling together in a bar, accompanied by the caption, you will always be my heart. I love you forever, my son. Quote, yes, I can confirm that Adam died of a fentanyl overdose, Harrison stated, adding that fentanyl crisis is the country in the country must be taken more seriously immediately. It seems it's just flowing over the border and nothing is being done about it. We must do better. How many people have had a family member die of fentanyl? I want you to sound off in the chat. I know it might be hard for you to bring up. I know it might be difficult for you to talk about, but we need to talk about it. If a family member of yours has died or somebody you know has died of fentanyl, I want you to sound off in the chat. I want to put this up. I want to make this a short clip. I want the world that says that there's no southern border invasion to know that there's a southern border invasion. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen the rape dens. I've seen the blood. I've seen the murder myself. I've seen the dead bodies. I've seen the guns. I've seen the cartel. I've seen it with my own eyes and felt it with every part of my being. Let's go to the chat. Kalia says me. Jay gives me says horrific. Patriot says tears. My daughter's friends said Pat PA cat lady. I used to love that show when I still had cable. Yeah, so did I when I still had cable. I visited the Pawn Star show, uh, Pawn Store show, uh, sh- show store. So did I. I have too. I had a friend die. Eagle Pros. Yes, I had three family members die from it. Says Jay Cubs. Rosebud. Yes, sir. My son's sister-in-law. My cousin, yes, nephew, 22 years old. Cousin car crash. There's so many sounding off, we got to slow this down. Used to watch it with my client. No friends or family of mine, but a co-worker's fiance passed away from it. Not my family, but a very close friend. My 22-year-old son was given fentanyl by an illegal alien. So many great people have passed from it. Not fentanyl, but other drugs. I've had a family member and a friend, one cousin and a couple friends. My great-niece, 21 years old. Not a family member, but a friend. Look at this, folks. Look at this. The only thing that is killing more people today, Eli, than fentanyl is SADS. Sudden adult syndrome. I wonder where they're getting that from. Sudden adult death syndrome. I wonder where that's happening because of. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so very sorry for all your losses. I really am. I'm so very sorry for all your losses. I have too. I've had somebody in my life now, somebody I wasn't really close with, but it was still somebody in my life. I see the hurt every day on my wife's face. Died of fentanyl. Didn't even try to take fentanyl. Was doing other drugs. Fentanyl was in it. That's where we're at. It's a very sad time. Very, very sad time. Or how about this, Eli? How about the crime in Philadelphia that's going on? You ready for this? Shocking video. Footage captures the moment three thugs in Philadelphia suburb coldly executed defenseless man after robbing him. 
in Norristown, Pennsylvania, folks. A shocking murder was caught on tape Saturday night in Philadelphia suburb, and police are desperately searching for answers. As NBC10 Philadelphia reported, 35-year-old uh, William Grover Carter of Norristown was walking along the block of a Westwood street when three men, all dressed in black, confronted him. Police said Carter had just left a friend's house along nearby Powell Street to get something from his car. Footage captured on tape and obtained by NBC10 Philadelphia shows three individuals jumping out of a gray Toyota and charging at Carter. They proceed to assault and rob the defenseless man. Carter was then shot point-blank range on the sidewalk. Um, should I show it? You think I should show it? Does the audience want me to show this? Because I don't want to show it. If the audience wants me to show it, I'll show it. It's your show. If the audience does not want me to show it, I won't. At approximately 7.50 p.m., Norristown police were dispatched to Westwood Street and Powell Street for a report of shots fired. When police arrived at the scene, they found Carter already dead. Again, somebody said guns don't kill people, people kill people. That's right. CBS Philadelphia reported that around 3 a.m., Norristown police found a Toyota RAV4 entirely on fire. The investigators revealed the car was stolen and was likely the same car used in Saturday's Matter. So see that a lot of people are saying no. Some people are saying yes, it's reality. We're getting about a 50-50 no and yes. How about this? Can we just put the link? That's what I'll do. For those of you who want to watch it, I'm going to put the link in the live chat right now. There it is right there. I just put the link in there. If you want to watch it, feel free to watch it. I don't want to show it because it's... it's... Look, folks, I know we've shown some stuff on this show, and I know that we say that some things are need to be seen. Um, I guess I use my discernment. I watched it, and I'm like... <sighs> So I just put the link in there. I'm going to put the link in there one more time for you. There it is. Feel free to watch it yourself. But that's what's coming over our southern border. It isn't just people that are drug addicts that are dying. It's people that are dying just for going to their cars. And you know what? The world is feeling that. And that's why the world is starting to vote for Trump. Now, Joe Biden was caught on camera yesterday admitting that the southern border is wide open. It's really weird when Karine Jean-Pierre goes up on the, on the White House podium at the press secretary in the, in the White House pre, uh, press briefing room, and she never one time alludes to the fact that the southern border is wide open. Joe Biden did it yesterday. Now, I have a feeling that when Peter Ducey gets a hold of Karine Jean-Pierre and asks her about it, she'll say, Eli, that's not what he meant. Isn't it funny that they all know what he means? It's because he's a puppet. That's not what he meant. Oh, you mean he told the truth for the first time? Put this on the screen. Let's play it. Let's see what he says. Did you know he said that the border is secure? No, it's not. I have believed it for the last 10 years. But I've said it for the last 10 years. Give me the money. Did you know he said that the border is secure? No, it's not. I have believed it for the last 10 years. But I've said it for the last 10 years. See that? He says, she goes, do you believe the border is secure, sir? He says, no, it's not. I haven't believed that it's secure for the last 10 years, he says. I've said it for 10 years. Give me the money. Eli, how much money has went to that leather thong wearing dictator over in Ukraine? Over 200 billion. Over 200 billion dollars. Say that again, Eli. Over 200 billion. Over 200 billion dollars have went to Ukraine. 
Over $200 billion. Donald Trump was asking for a tenth of that. Donald Trump was asking for 10% of that, Eli, to secure that southern border. And they said, you're a racist, a bigot, a demagogue, a tyrant. You will never get that money. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, give me the money. We gave you the money, you raggedy old pile of trash. Hey, but at least he, hey, Eli, at least he admitted it was open. She said, is the border secure, sir? He says, no, it's not. Was the border secure under Trump? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I want Ducey to do? He asked the best questions, but I want him to present it to uh, KGP there, numbnuts, and say, you realize we could have ended homelessness, taken care of all of our vets, helped the infrastructure, rebuilt America with that money. Do you know what she would say? She'd say, Peter, 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 let me be clear. I, 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 I want this administration to be clear. We can do all those things. We can do all those things. But MAGA Republicans are stopping all legislation with their witch hunt of Joe Biden and his family and going and attacking his son. We would do that, Peter, if it wasn't for MAGA Republicans. You know damn well that's what she'd say. With her unintelligent, ignorant butt. We've got 13 minutes left, and I want to give a big round of applause right now for a man named Councilman Joe McBrown. Eli, Councilman... This is a city councilman, okay? He's not a, he's not a, 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 a U.S. senator or a U.S. congressperson. However, this city councilman by the name of Josh McBrown got up there and said, here's an idea. Let's start a list of people. Put your name on the list for these illegal aliens to come live with you. Here's the list. Let's go. Now, this is not new. I did this back in 2015 with the Syrian Refugee Challenge on Facebook that went mega, 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 mega viral. Millions and millions of views. However, it's nice to see elected officials start saying it and put these people's money where their mouth is. I do know that there's a lot of people that do care. And I, I think we live in a compassionate community. Um, so, you know, before we go down the road of, you know, doing what, you know, following suit on some of these other cities are taking action on, um, you know, my, my idea would be let's, let's find out. Let's find out who's willing to help, you know. So, you know, we do hear from constituents on both sides of this. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So, you know, we do have a, a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um, and if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Um, so if we could raise, raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. I think we need to find out who would be willing to house migrant families. I agree. I agree, Councilman McBrown. I think that's a great idea. Let's start making it every time there's a city council meeting, every time there's a town hall meeting, I want a clipboard to go around the, the uh, I want a clipboard to go around the crowd. And if there's anybody outside protesting, take the clipboard out to them and say, sign your name up. We'll get you one tomorrow. How many names do you think would be on it, Eli, if it was passed around a protesting crowd? Zero. Negative. They're, they're somehow, they'd find a way to do negative names. No, no. Eli, they would. They, they would. They would say, I want you. I want you. I want you. And then one of two things would happen. In the middle of the night, they'd take their vote back instead of adding votes like they did when they stole the election. When we go to bed, we'd think all oh, these people are going to get illegals. And then in the middle of the night, something would happen where they didn't. Or they'd be so stupid and naive to say, yeah, 
I want them, and they'd be raped and dead within a month. One of those two things would happen. You saw that video, didn't you? The one where the guy actually did go out and say, oh, would you like to spend the... People were like, oh, yeah. He goes, oh, okay, so how many can we put you down for? And it was just a slew of... Oh, well, I mean, I rent, and I don't have the extra room, or somebody's staying in that room right now. You know, I would, you know, but, you know. Here's what I think. If you voted for Biden, you get to take an illegal. If you voted for him twice, if you vote for him twice, that's two illegals, right? You're voting for it. You're voting for it. What's that movie, Eli? Um... Uh, full Metal Jacket, there. They're paying for it. You eat it, right? We're paying for it. You eat it. Out of your mind. Out of your mind with these people. These people are out of their minds. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, February 3rd, calling all active and retired law enforcement, military veterans, mama bears, elected officials, business owners, ranchers, truckers, bikers, media, and law-abiding, freedom-loving Americans, uh, ladies and gentlemen. February 3rd, Eagle Pass, Texas. The time is now. We, the people, need to peacefully assemble in honor of our Constitution and secure our borders. Takeourborderback.com. Eli, can you get that in there? Takeourborderback.com. Takeourborderback.com. Ryan Matta, the LFA TV crew. I don't know who's all going yet. I don't know who's all going yet. But Ryan Matta and LFA TV members are going to be in Eagle Pass on February 3rd. Streaming from Eagle Pass. Takeourborderback.com. We'll see you there. I hope you guys are there. Takeourborderback.com. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. I know Ryan's going to be able to make it and others. I guess we're going to see how that plays out over the next few, over the next few days. What do we got? Nine minutes here, Eli? All right. Nine minutes left. I want to go, if I can, I want to direct your attention um, to Kara Castronova. Kara Castronova, with the Gateway Pundit, decided that she was going to go and confront the dirty Department of Justice swamp creatures going in and out of court January 6th officers, Kara Castronova said, I think I'm going to put a microphone and a camera in these guys' face. Let's see what happened. Big shout out to Kara Castronova. The food inside there. That's a commercial. We don't want that. There we go. No comment. Has to go through a press report. All right, who's your press person? Why, did, why were the police escorted so quickly out, out the door? Like Lila Morris, who was clearly seen beating a woman. Beating a woman. Okay, she Do you think that Roseanne Boylan was murdered January 6th? No. Do you think by Lila Morris? Why are you protecting no, somebody that I was seen beating? I thought you were against police brutality. You're not against police brutality? No comments. Are you not against police brutality? No There's comments. no comments? So Roseanne Boylan, life doesn't matter. You didn't have to answer to journalists. Do you not believe in freedom of press? No comments. Okay, no comments. You guys, I hope that you can live with yourself. You're terrible people. Terrible, disgusting people. Do you believe that Lila Morris murdered Roseanne Boylan January 6th no, at the U.S. Capitol? It's a conspiracy. You're all going to go to jail. So you see what happened, ladies and gentlemen. Kara Krastanova, she got in their face. She said, what happened? Roseanne Boylan was murdered. Don't you care about the fact that Roseanne Boylan was murdered? Doesn't Roseanne Boylan's life matter? You J6 scumbags. Oh, here's more. Why did you sneak Lila Morris out the back? I'm serious. Is she not, I mean, do you not believe that cops should be held accountable for police brutality when they're seen hitting an unconscious woman on the ground? Do you think Lila Morris killed Roseanne Boylan, yes or no? 
We the people pay you. So there's no answer. So you're a federal agent, but you don't be held accountable when they're seen brutalizing members of the public. Why are you wearing a mask outside? Why are you wearing a mask outside? <laughs> in his face. I hope you can sleep at night. That's what they're doing. They're hiding their face. I hope you can sleep at night. Now, I had some, uh, I had the pleasure of spending some time with Kara Castronova down in New Jersey. Eli, when we went down to New Jersey with Ava and, and Saturn and all them, I got to spend some time with Kara Castronova down there. Very intelligent woman, very bright, very smart. Um, glad she's doing work with the Gateway Pundit. And those, what those were, those were DOJ federal prosecutors that were basically hiding uh, and simping for the J6 police for what they did and killing Roseanne Boylan and um, not taking them to task like, the way, like they need to. It's, it's funny, isn't it, Eli, when the shoe's on the other foot? Yeah, just see that fat loser turn around and walk right into her too and push her right out of his way yeah and she's why are you wearing a mask and the other girl says to hide his face to hide his face well ladies and gentlemen another person that might want to hide their face is adam schiff now you guys know that adam schiff is running for office again in the state of california and his opponents are all weak there's only one republican running against adam schiff now while he appears to be not weak in this um statement i'm about to show you I will follow that up with why he's very weak, and Adam Schiff is probably going to win. There's nobody running against him that's got even an ounce of integrity or energy. Watch this. We're visiting other states. Thank you, Congressman. And that we have to decision would be dangerous. Mr. G- Mr. Garvey, your yes, rebuttal. I think you've been censored for lying. You've been censured for mouth. standing up to and a corrupt president. This is president, exactly Mr. what I'm talking about. Mr. Garvey's turn. Let him go or trying to determine who we are by race or by color or by gender. They never listen. They have prearranged words to say. I know it's low. And by the way, I would not vote for a federal ban on abortion. Let's make that clear right now. Thank you, Mr. Garvey. All right, we're gonna- Rex, I'm gonna insist on answering. Right. Just called a liar by Mr. Garvey. Okay, 30 Mr. seconds. Mr. Garvey. I was censured for standing up to a corrupt president. And you know something? I would do it all over again. No, Adam Schiff, you were censured for lying about the Russia collusion, collusion hoax. That's why you were censured. That weak Republican up there doesn't even support Donald Trump. They asked him last night, who would you support or would you support Donald Trump? And he said, I'll have to make my decision when I blah, blah. No, 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 no. They said, would you support Donald Trump? Adam Schiff kept taking him to task on this. The other three Democrats kept taking him to task on this, and he wouldn't answer. He's weak. Adam Schiff's going to run away with this election over there. Nobody's going to even stand up against him because nobody's got the balls or the know-how or the integrity or the backbone or the ability in the state of California, apparently. So he's just going to basically run unopposed because if you're running against dumbasses, you're running unopposed. I would have taken that man to the woodshed. So would all of you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a bunch of weak cowards out there. Well, we've got three minutes left, Eli, and I can't think of a better way to end this show than having Ginger Gates, Matt Gates' wife, take us out with the national anthem. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is the best way to end the show. We had a great audience for two hours, damn near 6,000 people straight for two hours. Do me a favor. One more share for the, for the uh, national anthem. And one more round of likes, just in case you haven't done it yet. God bless you guys. We'll come back and sign off right after this.
wife. Uh, I met her uh, a couple of years ago in Florida. Great woman, beautiful woman, great voice, patriotic. Uh, hey, here's to tonight. Eli, lift up your field of greens, shake it up. And let's have our toast to a big New Hampshire win tonight, huh? All right, folks, listen, we're going to be back tonight, 6 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, myself, Mike Crispy, producer Frankie, producer Eli, Will Johnson. We will be covering the New Hampshire primary election tonight. We will be taking call-ins live on the show. So make sure you got your phone next to you. Make sure you're ready. And make sure you tell all your other friends, too. Don't watch RSPN. Don't watch Real America's Voice. Don't watch Fox. Watch right here on rumble.com slash LFA TV. I want to thank you guys all for being here. I want to thank you guys all for the Rumble Rant donations and all of your monthly donations. It truly is. Uh, it makes the difference, and we thank you so very much. So remember this, folks. Kevin Smith is coming up next. There are right ways and wrong ways. Wait, is it Kevin, Eli? Ryan. Ryan's going to fill in for him because Kevin's on the ground up here in New Hampshire. Ryan uh, will be taking over Kevin's show next, and Kevin will be calling in. So there are right ways. There are wrong ways. But there's only one, Eli. Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. Peace out. I'll see you tonight. Stop screaming that we first in America. First place. Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns.